Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We've got a special guest today. Andy Schoonover, you are the CEO of Crowd Health. That's correct. And you live here in Austin. I wasn't aware of that. I do. About 15 minutes from here. How long have you been here? 10 years. Oh, wow. What what made you decide to move to Down Austin? Down from Ohio. Are you the Ohio guy? or No, that's no? Ross. He's the, the other one. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. Dude, I, 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 I sold my last company. It was negative 12 degrees outside. <laughs> and so I kind of made a joke. I was like... I know that God does not intend for people to live in Ohio. No, I got to, I got to, I got to get south. I got to get yeah. a little warmer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, birds know what's up. They leave. They yeah, go, they exactly. Go south for the winter. Exactly. Um, so, so you, you grew up in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, Cincinnati. Mm. So we got a bunch of Bengals fans in my uh, in my fan don't or my in my my family. Don't don't judge me too bad. Mm. I, you know, they should draft some uh, offensive linemen at some point so they can keep That's, their. Yeah. generational quarterback on it's the, the reason they lost the super bowl against yeah. the rams that offensive line sucked yeah it was it's pretty bad and then you're getting your guy hurt too which is and then joey burrow gets uh <clears throat> gets hurt every <throat> other week every other year for real he's yeah. missed significant time now um but we're not here to talk about football um <laughs> let's see football or health care what do people yeah. want to talk about <laughs> well i mean so you can call it health care but it's 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 sick care it is right? these days um i've been talking to more and more people about this people who have started startups in the medical space or people who uh you know do uh diet and nutrition stuff primarily on the let's eat more meat side yeah. right instead yeah. of the government propaganda we've been getting for the last 70 years the food um, pyramid right? yeah, that yeah, was set up yeah. to make us healthy and here we are you Just know 10% of our population has diabetes versus 1% of the population had diabetes when that yeah. stupid food pyramid came out yeah, well another 30% of the population is in pre-diabetes yeah. as well so we're doing pretty well i guess <laughs> um, but yeah it's it's uh it's very bizarre so let's start at the beginning. Uh, you grew up in Ohio. What'd you do? What were your parents like? What did you do around there? I actually grew up in St. Louis. Okay, St. Louis. Spent some time in D.C. My dad actually worked for the government. <laughs> um, maybe it, it may be now why I hate the government so much. Yeah, um, nope. went out to the That'll left coast and and did business school out there. Mm. Moved back to the moved back to the Midwest and did, and ran a healthcare company for about eight years. What um, was the company? We were monitoring, funny enough, I was selling into health insurance plans, mm-hmm. um, monitoring people who have chronic conditions. So, okay. you know, high blood pressure. This is before or after Obamacare? This is, let's see, Obamacare was about 10 years ago. So this would have been before Obama, no, right during Obamacare. Okay. Yeah, so right pre- during Obamacare. The reason I ask is because the the, indus- the industry outlook on pre-existing conditions changed pretty, pretty significantly, significantly yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Right around, right around Obamacare, mm-hmm. that changed. Um, um, and what you guys monitored, what we, like you were collecting data or what? what collecting was data from folks who were in the Medicare population. Mm-hmm. So if they had congestive heart failure or diabetes or something like that, we would be monitoring them. If their 
blood sugars went up. Mm-hmm. We'd call them and be like, hey, what are you eating? Did you take your insulin? All those kinds of things to pe- keep people out of the keep people out of the hospital. So kind of like a concierge consultancy to some degree, right? Which, yeah, but know. these health insurance plans, I mean, these people are going to the hospital three, four, five times a year mm. because of, you know, their diabetes yeah. getting out of control or whatever it is. And so we were monitoring that to make sure that we'd catch them before they went into the hospital. And so that's why the, the uh, health plans were, were paying us. So and how, did still, that, how did that work? Were they wearing a device or were they uploading their information? Somewhere? They just stepped on a scale mm. or weight scale or their, their glucometer mm. had a little <laughs> adapter and we'd had a, a Bluetooth monitor in their house that would capture that information, send it to us. We had a call center of nurses who would watch it and call them if something went crazy. So that company went from like, 20 people to 400 people in six years. Mm. So it just, it blew up primarily because we have so many freaking people with chronic conditions yeah. in this country. Right. Yeah. What do you, what do you think that was? Uh, um, why do you think that took so long for somebody to, to do something like that, to be honest? Cause I didn't see a lot of companies doing that until, I mean, there's a lot to do it now or there, a lot of people are trying to get into that space to yeah. do like preventative medicine or prophylactic medicine, whatever you want to call it. But that, yeah. that, yeah. Funny enough, we bought this company and it was I Fall and I Can't Get Up company. Mm. You remember Fall and I oh, Can't yeah. Get Up? That stupid yeah, commercial. Word. It's like, yeah. ah, you know, it's, we were a competitor to theirs. Mm. And so we, we came in, we bought this company and they have these little devices around their neck. You know, they press the button mm. when they fall and I'm like, okay, we're being reactive. What if we put a little Bluetooth module in there mm. so that we start, can start capturing data off some of these Bluetooth right. devices. And so it was really just like a let's be proactive instead of reactive and that turned the company from like i said a few a couple dozen to a few hundred people so that was kind of the big revelation um why didn't other people do that I, you know i don't know the, the healthcare industry is so stale you know in terms of, of innovation especially 10 years ago when i was running that company um regulatory issues government you know all kinds of things that people looked at healthcare and was like you know what i'm not gonna gonna mm-hmm. embark upon that so you need people kind of from outside the industry to come in and say, screw that. I don't care the way that it's been. What way should it be? Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of my approach I've taken for <clears throat> for healthcare in my last couple of companies. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very lucrative industry. And, uh, <laughs> $4.3 trillion. Yeah. Profit motive is a problem in, in this. Um, not that, you know, people like innovative ideas and good products should make money, sure, but um it's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way that we tell people in the u.s especially that they can be as healthy as they can afford to be right that seems like a not not that you know you shouldn't have to uh work and or pay for things that's not what i mean what i mean is that we invest money in all sorts of other shit to make sure our population is educated although we do a poor job at that as well but at least there's an infrastructure for it Right. right We do a lot to make sure that our nation's secure, although we don't do a good job of that either, right? Getting worse and worse. It's getting worse and worse, uh, both with funding police and the and border situation, things like that. Um, but at least those infrastructures exist. For a very long time, healthcare was like, good luck, asshole, right? Yeah. Hopefully nothing goes wrong uh, if you're lucky enough to afford insurance, um, you know. But I always thought health insurance was a scam anyways. It's kind of like... Um, it's like usury when it comes to mortgages. I've always thought there's something insidious about that because if you, uh, you know, if you look at the, uh, the rate of income to cost of housing mm-hmm. 
back in 1950, a house cost about $11,000, right? Wow. And the average person was making five to $6,000 a year. It's like, okay, so double your annual salary. Yeah. Then sometime between the 70s and 90s, it became triple your annual salary. Now it's like eight to 10 times your mm-hmm. annual salary. And the reason that any of that can even happen is because banks will take super suspect loans or give loans right. to people that they shouldn't be getting, right? Yeah. Um, but the money just kind of vanishes into thin air. But, you know, people are buying more and more expensive homes. But I, it, it's the, the quality. I don't, I don't know that the quality of the home is that much more than it was back then. It's just they're charging more because they can, because somebody's yeah. going to pay for it. And that is a great analog for the way that health insurance works in America, right? You can speak a lot to that, like the difference between – the health insurance cost and the cash price of procedures and medications. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, look, you know, the entire middle class rate increases Mm. have been wiped out from health insurance, meaning like your salary adjusted for your health insurance costs has gone up by 0% over the last 50% 50 years. Mm. Right. So health insurance has totally wiped it out. And so, you know, I think the, the the issue here that we have is that when you don't pay for something directly, you don't care what it costs. Right. And that's what's happening with health insurance, right? Mm. Like you, you're going into the hospital, you're like, give me whatever, whatever you got. You know, I don't have to pay for it. Somebody else is paying for it. When somebody else pays for it, you don't care, right? And that's the problem that we're having with, with health insurance. And so we're supposed to give, you know, our agency to to uh, these health insurance plans and the health insurance plans actually make more money when we're sick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you have this medical industrial complex of hospitals, pharmaceutical companies and health insurance companies. They all make more money when you're sick. I mean, why do we think we're getting more sick? Like it, it doesn't take a, you know, brain surgeon, to, you know, no pun intended for, mm-hmm. for the people to figure out, you know, why health healthcare is getting more expensive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, then, also, the healthcare provider doesn't care. No, they yeah. don't even know. Yeah, they, well, I mean, they don't care that they're they, uh, people in uh, uh, primary healthcare and emergency rooms and shit like that. Um, uh, you can say whatever you want to about their motivations and shit like that, but they are getting bonuses for pushing shit that people don't need. There's no question about that, right? And they're doing no it. No question. They're doing it. So. You know, I know the Hippocratic Oath says do no harm, but it doesn't just mean do no harm physically. I think it's supposed to be like you're this is a this being a dick in this industry is off limits. Like you can go do you can go be a dick in business somewhere, but in this industry in health, you're right. not that like we're that that's what the Hippocratic Oath really means. Don't bring that shit here. You know what I mean? Um but I've heard from people a bunch of people recently even that uh, they'll go to the doctor um, and get offered multiple medications for something that they're like, well, <laughs> did, where's the primary care f- physician that does what your company used to do, which is um, I see these underlying factors. I'm like, hey, well, here's the root cause of that. Change your diet. Right. It's a pharma first right. type because of Because they situation. get paid for it, right? How is that not breaking the Hippocratic Oath? That's the question I have, frankly, because yeah. I think that's kind of fucked up. Well, I always say, like, you you work for whoever pays you, and doctors mm-hmm. are getting paid by health insurance plans. So your doctor doesn't work for you. So if you walk in your doctor's office and you think your doctor is, is taking care of your best interest, no, no, no. The doctor is taking care of the health insurance company's best interest. Mm-hmm. That's who's paying them. 
right? And so that's a good point. I mean, you're not the customer. No, you're not the customer. The health insurance provider is the customer, or the yeah. pharmaceutical company is the customer. Yeah, I'm uninsured. I have no mm-hmm. insurance. I'm the customer now, right? So I'm paying the doctor directly. The doctor knows that. I'll give you a quick example. I was in a doctor's office. I don't know, five or six months ago, and uh, had to get a heart scan um, that I got for 175 bucks. Mm-hmm. A buddy uh, uh, tweeted me or, or DM me on Twitter said he got the exact same surgery through health insurance for seven thousand oh, yeah. dollars, right? But the doctor, he's like, "Look, typically what I do is I call you back in here um, to go over your scan, but since you're uninsured and you're paying on your own, can I just call you?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, like, do you really want me? I, I mean, I don't really want to go into the the doctor's office and sit in the waiting room with a bunch of sick people and you know waste two hours of my life doing all this stuff call me he so he called me he's like hey man your scan looked great and he if if i would have walked in 250 dollars. yeah yeah yeah. you know just for walking in the door of the doctor's office right so if if you go uninsured which is what i will will propose to people you actually are now the customer for for the first time you're the customer of these doctors and they treat you differently it's an amazing thing. It is. I mean, uh, one one of the biggest culprits is the MRI, right? Yeah. Um, I think the going rate for a health insurance covered MRI is thirty five hundred bucks. Yep. Right. That's probably about right. Uh, it it should be like seventy five dollars. To be honest, that machine costs three million dollars. The 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 best version of it that exists, brand new, costs three million dollars. Uh, you don't have to spend a whole lot of time doing the math on that. Right. Right. They're doing uh, five to eight MRIs a day. So within a very short amount of time, that thing is paid for and it's all, it's like, all right, cool. So what exactly am I paying for? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it becomes very obvious. Like the, some of the stuff is more obvious than others. Some of the machinery or some of the procedures is like, well, how do you put a price on heart surgery, for example, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you can, some of the more concrete stuff is, uh, the upcharge on the multipliers on on just not even prescription drugs, just like Tylenol and shit like that. Yeah. Right? Like $27 for a Tylenol or for two. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah. Um, it's like, all right, cool. I could have bought yeah. stock in the company for that. I'll give you a perfect example of this. The, the, an IV. So this bag full of salt water, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy it off the internet for $3. Yeah. It's yeah. connected to a $2 tube that mm-hmm. is connected to a $1,200 pump that's connected to another $2 tube that goes inside you. So mm-hmm. we've got a total of about $1,200 worth of stuff here. Right. Over a 24-hour period, I was, unfortunately, I was in the hospital six weeks ago. Over a 24-hour period, they charged me $5,400 for that bottle of that bag of water for 24 hours. I mean, that's how ridiculous and silly this is. I'm fighting it. And I will probably end up fighting it in court because I'm mm. I'm tired of putting up with this crap. But the hospital charged fifty four hundred dollars for a bo- for a bag of of salt water. Yeah. So other industries are regulated. Um, car uh, people that are mechanics or work on cars, um, veterinarians, even they have to give you an estimate of the cost before they can do anything, right? And you have to approve of that estimate first. Yeah. It's not the case in healthcare. For some, you can for, ask for it. They oftentimes they won't give it to you, or they'll say, oh, "We just don't know." Right, but there's no legal requirement for them to do it. There's no legal requirement for them to, to me. For, I mean, for them to do it. I no. understand it in an emergency situation if you're incapacitated or something. But if you're sitting there, uh, uh, conscious and alert, and you're like, "Yeah, it'll feel good," and they're like, "Well, here's what the test says, and here's what we should probably do." 
You know. Here's what your cost will be yeah, if, yeah. if we go that direction. Yeah, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. they're not built that way because they're built on a business to business relationship, mm. right? Uh, the, Explain the customer. That. So typically, what happens here is between the hospital and the insurance company, with us just being a cog in the system, right? And so, so these, you have two corporate dicks arguing over your health, exactly. Basically. Whereas I'm the one actually being, quote unquote, cared for, right? Now, if this was a direct to consumer. You know, type of situation where the consumer is actually the payer. Again, you know, the hospital. I'm not the hospital's customer because I'm not paying them um, historically. Kind of with the insurance framework. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not a direct to consumer. Uh, you know, set up system. So they can't even tell me right now. I was in again in the hospital six or eight weeks ago. They still can't tell me what I've been was provided. You know, in detail. Yeah. You know, I had to dig for it, and I think there is a clear evasive strategy here when it comes to customers that they don't want to really tell you what the what the cost is because they they know that they're scamming us one other quick one here's a here's just a crazy situation so i I went into the hospital they thought i was having a stroke Uh, i was actually had a migraine Mm. and so they after three hours they knew i was having a migraine but the neurologist wasn't around to tell me that so they kept me overnight the next morning, an or, or occupational therapist and a physical therapist showed up and said, hey, I just, we just got to do some, like, this is just, just to get you out of here. Like, mm-hmm. we just got to do a couple <clears throat> things. So they made me put on my socks, brush my teeth, and walk down the hall 20 steps. Literally 10 minutes. I get the bill. They charged me six 15-minute visits. Each for four hundred dollars. What is it, an attorney to charge me by the quarter hour now? <laughs> what the hell, dude? Yeah, well, it's it was twenty four hour, twenty four hundred dollars. They charged me for those ten minutes, but they charged me for three visits each, so six visits total. So these hospitals are doing things that are clearly illegal, but you know we as consumers don't have a ton of power because we can go to the attorney general's office and say these people are scamming me. But in essence, what we're going to do is we're taking these these hospitals to court i mean you will see lawsuits filed by us against big hospital systems that says you can't do this anymore when you say us who do you mean like crowd health Mm, okay so i don't know how familiar you are with the mafia but this is a bust out this is what it is so you um need money or you've gambled with my organization and now you owe me money yeah and you own a company right you own a fucking uh uh i don't know whatever a gas station right so I come down to your company and I start having you to pay me back, charge things on your credit that we know you're never going to pay. And we keep doing that until you run out of credit and the business shuts down and I take all the money to, to pay back the debt you owe. Um, that's called a bust out. Um, and when you consider that 83% of all privately filed bankruptcies in America are because of unpaid medical expenses, yep. the, the hospital, the medical industrial complex is a cartel that is busting out citizens in this country like i think cartel is an absolutely accurate statement (laughs) it's it's insane to me that this has been allowed to go on for so long yeah i mean it hasn't been going on as long as our fucked up education system but uh maybe you know more about when it started but my understanding is sometime in the 70s is where this shit started well there's that website right like wtf 1972 have you Mm. seen that Mm. i think it's 1972 it might be 1971 but it's like all this you know, shit hit the fan in the ni- early 1970s. Um, you know, we got uh, our, our 
our monetary systems got depegged to gold. Mm. We got a food pyramid introduced. We had all these things happen in the 1970s. We got all the subsidization of the uh, grain and you know that types of stuff, yeah. corn and all that kind of stuff. And so in the 1970s, we went from one percent of diabetes to ten percent diabetes today. We went from you know almost no inflation to crazy high inflation. And so all these things happened in the 1970s. And so there's actually a website with a bunch of graphs on it that show how almost every part of our life changed in you know within an 18 month span. At least that's when it started. So it's a crazy, crazy website. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen it before. It's it is pretty wild. Um, I think the gold standard was 79. Is that right? I think so it was earlier than that. I maybe it was 73, 73, something like that. Mid 70s. in the earliest, but it was, yeah, between like 72 and 79, I think yeah, is somewhere where there. everything, because I think the last one was, it was uh, wheat or corn subsidies was the last one. I don't know. I haven't looked at the site in a while, but yeah, it's really interesting information on there. And you can draw your own conclusions about it. Some of this stuff is, is I do think, intended to be nefarious some of it is just bureaucratic bloat right it happens when you when the the mission statement goes from do no harm to you know increase profitability obviously you know your tactics are going to change quite a bit this episode is also brought to you by blackriflecoffee.com the best coffee in the world as a matter of fact they won both the gold and bronze medal at the golden bean awards this year for their exclusive coffee club entries in the elite category. So the best coffee on earth literally was Circus Bear by Black Rifle, one of their ECS. So I recommend that you go sign up for the Black Rifle Coffee Club. Use the code CITIZEN. You're going to get those points off. And, uh, you know, you get all the benefits from being in the coffee club. You get the free shipping. You get access to all the partner deals. Uh, uh, you get access to the exclusive coffee club. You get access to any new products that come out before anybody else does. You know, it's a very large club that they have over there. And the coffees are premium. Every single one of them is good. Uh, you, you're going to get experience for you. You can do just the plain coffee club. And if you want your two bags of, of uh, espresso or your two bags of silence or smooth or whatever it is you drink, you can get those two bags or one bag or whatever you want every month or and or rather you can use the ECS the exclusive coffee club and get access to some of the most premium coffees on the planet and kind of learn what it is that you like you know what I mean so then you can order those premium coffees from Black Rifle as well so and we all know they got the best branding the best merch and their buddies you know we're all friends here uh, we love Black Rifle so go to blackriflecoffee.com sign up for the coffee club or buy something do whatever you want um, use the code citizen you're going to get those points off well i think part a lot of this too is is government comes in and puts all these regulations in place for quote unquote consumer protection and consumer protection from my perspective is often just camouflage for tyranny oh yeah competition is consumer protection exactly right that i mean there's no better competition or no better consumer protection than transparent competition because if hospital a in town and these days Hot, this there's two or three hospital groups that are buying up all the local yeah, hospitals as well. Exactly. So it's get, it's getting way worse over the last five years. It's gotten way worse than it ever has been before. But uh, even in, in this places now where you do have local hospitals, you're not getting cheaper procedures there for the most no. part. They're still working off of the same schedule as everybody else because that's just what you that's what the healthcare or the health insurance companies will allow them to do. Yes, because they're the ones footing the bill for everything. Um, and health insurance plans are now paying or buying up doctors as well. 
So United Healthcare is the largest employer of doctors in the United States. How is that not a conflict? I don't understand that. Well, here's here's like the, you would never be able to do that in any other industry. You no. couldn't you couldn't be a mortgage broker and a real estate agent at the well, same time. These you, would go plans, to pre, you would go to prison because that's fraud. They're, right? they're supposed to be negotiating on our behalf, right? Yeah. But they're negotiating with themselves because they own the doctor. Right. So you're on both sides of that negotiation. So what are you going to do? Here's here's what's happening or allegedly per a lawsuit. It is United Healthcare goes into a doctor and United Healthcare is now 40 or 50 percent of your revenue. They come in and they say, I'm going to drop your rate by 30 percent. Right. And the doctor says no. And then United Healthcare is like, fine, I'm going to take you out of network. So your your revenue is going to drop in half. And. You can do that, or you can just sell your practice to me. And so, what does the doctor do to do? Like they have no other choice. But to I mean, sell. again, that's mafia behavior. It's right? it, and it's and there's a lawsuit going on currently because United Healthcare continues to do that. So it is it is mafia cartel like behavior, and and all of these health plans are in this wink wink kind of thing with hospital systems because they both want prices to go up. Now, that's the big thing that people don't understand about insurance companies. Insurance companies actually want the price to go up. Mm-hmm. Right? And they so, want you to use their service more, too. Yeah. Well, a couple things is if health ins- if healthcare was really affordable, then there would be a less likelihood that you want health insurance. Yeah. Right? Like I mean, if healthcare is, was more affordable. Yeah, because there's some, there's some industries uh, like men's health, for example. T- uh, TRT and peptides mm-hmm. are easy to compound and relatively cheap. Health insurance companies want nothing to do with that shit. They right. won't even talk to you about it right. because they can't make any fucking money because there's so many ways to get it already. And it's, it, it is probably out of all the, out of all the uh, pharmacological uh, uh, healthcare provider uh, groups, it's probably the most decentralized. You know what I mean? Because it kind of yeah. started illegally back in the day. And now it's just <laughs> kind of grown into the legal version now, but... Uh, most of the, like I know pr- 10 different people that own men's health clinics of, of one variety or another, and none of them even talk to insurance companies. They're right. Like, yeah. We don't need to, we don't need those yeah. assholes. We're doing just fine without them. The more so you they, can stay outside of that, the yeah. better you're going to be. Yeah. So they're not even coming in. So what's the next thing then? Well, the other thing too is, so in Obamacare, there's a, a rule that said you can only, uh, profit 15% of premiums. Right, so let's walk through the math. If your premium is a thousand dollars, the health insurance plan can make one hundred and fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. These are for-profit entities; they want to grow their revenue. So, mm-hmm. how do you get from one hundred and fifty dollars and grow it to ten by ten percent to one hundred and sixty-five dollars? Well, guess what? Your premium has to go up from a thousand dollars to eleven hundred dollars. So, insurance plans can actually make more money as your premiums go up. So, that's their incentive for long term for the cost of care to go up. Um, so you have pharma, pharmaceutical companies, they clearly want the price to go up. You have hospitals, they want the price to go up. You health insurance plans, they want the price to go up. The, the three components of the medical industrial complex all want the price to go up. So guess what? The price is going up, right? So if you pay in cash, you rip the health insurance out of the middle of that. And we're getting for our members fifty percent better prices than mm-hmm. health insurance plans. Yeah. So um, United Healthcare is the seventh largest company on the planet by revenue. What um, what percentage? So let's say we've got, just for round numbers' sake, we've got uh, a trillion dollars to spend on healthcare of all sorts, right? In the in the U.S., it's four point three trillion. But 
No, I, well, I mean, I'm just saying for round numbers, so we can do so we can do the quick math oh, yeah, for, yeah. for the listener. Let's say it's a trillion dollars we spend on healthcare. How much of that is going towards actual healthcare? One, that's that's part one of the question versus how much is going to administrative and profit fees. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second part of that question is what should that healthcare cost actually be? Yeah, if it wasn't inflated. So uh, I'll say that eight percent is actually going to the doctors. So eight percent on your, you know, eight cents on the dollar is actually going to doctors. So ninety-two percent. You would expect sixteen percent, and then another eight to go to their ancillary staff and yeah. a normal business, right? So like your head chef might make eight percent at your rest, eight percent of the revenue at your restaurant, and the wait staff and and kitchen staff would make the additional eight percent. Right. That's typically how it goes. Somewhere around thirty-three percent, like twenty-five to thirty-three percent of your revenue goes towards your employees typically that's this is pretty far from that yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty is, far this is not like at your at your business you probably your employees probably make more than eight percent of the revenue yes much that's more. a normal fucking business much more right? much more jesus christ that's insane i thought it was i honestly i thought it was 20 percent. yeah and i was like well, damn that's you have fucked you have up. each doctor has three billing people mm. per doctor to bill health insurance so it's just bureaucracy. Each, just... each doctor spends about 30% of their time dealing with health insurance. So, again, if I can go and pay in a, with a credit card, you have a percent and a half or 2% fee, mm. right, just to pay the credit card. The doctor gets 30% of their time back. They fire three billing people. Mm. Like, it is probably 40 to 50% of total costs are just bureaucratic administrative BS, so, you know, kind of going back to the bigger number, right? $4.3 trillion in healthcare expenses, mm-hmm. probably $2 trillion of it is in bureaucratic rent seekers, middlemen. So that's just, um, you know, there's a lot of words for that. Pork, I guess. If it was, pork. A, if it was a spending bill, sure. it would be pork. Um, waste, maybe. Fraud. To be honest, I mean, you know, but this is how uh, the the parallels between how government work and how our healthcare industry works (laughs) are, it it is identical. Yeah, very, very Um, similar. uh, For for different reasons, probably, but they arrive at the same conclusion, which is, you know, um, when I worked for the federal government back in the day, this was kind of the... This was the government math. So I worked in fraud detection and national security at um, immigration. We did, we like did investigations on fraud and national security issues re- relating to immigration. Um, Congress passes a bill and says we need X, Y, and Z done regulatory by this organization for the year. And then uh, o- Office of Personal Management, OPM, says, okay, well, based on our information, it requires uh, two people to do that amount of work. So mm-hmm. we're going to give you two billets so you can hire two people to do that work. So you hire them. Two years go by. Um, the work's not getting done because one of those two people is a fucking dummy, right? Just a <laughs> completely useless human being. And uh, they're like, oh, it's actually going to take four people to get this work done based on the data now we have after two years. So they hire two additional people. Probably one of them is a piece of shit. And now you have four people doing the work Jeez. of one person. And it just keeps going on and on like that forever. And it becomes notoriously difficult to fire um, that employee because of 
of the federal employees union. Mm-hmm. Now, on the, on the medical side, they don't want to fire that employee because if they don't have people working on the Epic coding system, punching in their fucking medical data and, and working with the soft or, or pu- pushing out stuff to the health insurance companies, then they're going to get, like you said, removed from yeah uh, the network. From the network, it's like different but the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the 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 outcome is the same. It's just bullshit all the time. I think it's a lot like the, you know, uh, the military industrial complex. I mean, I think it's a lot like. Well, you've seen some of those bills, plus. like fucking uh, 150 bucks for a hammer or something like that. Yeah, well, not, I was, not the one you've got, by the way. That, yeah. that's the dumbest <laughs> hammer I've ever seen. The pink um, one out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I saw something the other day where like an RPG made in the United States is something like four thousand dollars. The same RPG made in Russia is four hundred dollars. And so they were talking about how all these cost plus contracts, all they do is incentivize people to have their costs go up, right? And they kind of look at each other and say, Well, this is my cost. And so, you know, I make a hell of a lot more money if the cost is a thousand dollars and I get a ten percent on top mm-hmm. of that as as opposed to a hundred dollars and getting ten percent off of that, right? So everybody's incentivized to have the price go up. Same thing with hospitals. Hospitals don't have a cost plus system, but what they do have is they can't make too much money or else they look really, really bad right. publicly. Mm. So they keep it within that three to five percent range and they say, Look at me, I'm only making three to five percent. I can't make more more money. You know, we're almost going out of business. But in essence, what they're doing is they're just letting cost rise so they can keep that three to five percent. I would say hospitals are probably the, the most poorly run businesses in the country um, because of that reason. Um, it that's is, a, that's there's a, a, there's a graph. I don't know if you've seen it online on Twitter or something where it's since 1970s, the growth in physicians is like barely growing. Mm-hmm. The growth in administration goes oh, up yeah. like a hockey stick. It's the same thing in, in secondary education, by the way. So college, uh, oh, I wouldn't you, doubt it. So the average, the, the, the total amount spent relative to inflation, the total amount spent on professors has gone up about 30% since the mid 1970s. 2000% for administrators. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's probably that that data is from 2018. It's probably worse now with all the DEI and all yeah, that other yeah, bullshit, sure. right? So yeah. it's probably way worse than that now. But it's what why, why is this happening in every single major industry in this country including government? Because the government is getting involved in these industries. <laughs> right? Like it, I, I mean, mean the it, government it, is super involved in healthcare. If somebody's got a, an education, illness, if somebody's military. got an illness and they start showing up to things and everybody else catches that illness it's pretty easy to say that that was the cause yeah, right? exactly holy shit I mean, the, the three we just talked about though right healthcare <clears throat> education military mm-hmm. i mean the government has stuck its you know nose in all three of those things and they've all go, gone awry i think because of their involvement like let mm-hmm. industry do its thing and everybody's like oh they're going to take advantage of me and you and da, 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 da. i mean well, then, sue then, 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 then do something about it yeah. but the vast majority of the time you're going to the uh, to the gas station. It says two dollars and seventy five cents. You plug in the. It's two dollars and seventy five cents. You don't have to haggle with the guy. Yeah. If you don't like two dollars yeah. and seventy five cents, go to the guy down the road. That's two dollars yeah. and sixty eight cents or whatever. Right? Like you have choice. Let's maximize freedom of choice. And you know, the government anytime they stick their nose in something limits our choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and here we are in in a situation where many Americans are required to get 
to get health insurance by by government. I mean, technically, you are technically required, right? There's I mean, no penalty for it anymore not, on the federal yeah, federal yeah, level. Yeah, um, yeah. There are in five different states, yeah. and you can probably pick ch- and choose which ones they are. I mean, let's <laughs> you know, see: California, New York, uh, Massachusetts. Just, um, Washington, maybe you're you're pretty darn close. Yeah, yeah. it's are... it's it's California, Massachusetts, Vermont, mm. Rhode Island, uh, I think Maryland and DC mm. are the five. Jesus, but Christ. it's you know it's it's not Texas, yeah. it's not Florida, you well, know the, it's, it's not those those states. The business model that you're describing here, I just want to make this really clear for the audience is we we have let's just say for the sake of argument we've got a corporate charter that limits our profitability to 3%, right? Yeah. That's, our profit, that's our profit margin. Our gross revenue is gonna be 3% of revenue. Um, the only way to grow, and these are, some of these are, uh, is United Healthcare publicly traded? Yeah, publicly traded. The fuck, man? Why would that be a thing? Why would there be a publicly traded healthcare system? You know what I mean? That's crazy, anyways. 10% of all healthcare costs go through United Healthcare. <sighs> so, the only way for them to increase their stock price, which is their real product, right? If you're a publicly traded company, your your product is your stock. Yeah. So the only way for them to increase their stock price is to increase uh, profitability, but they can't increase net revenue, so they have to increase revenue. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to get more customers or charge them more. For, yeah, exactly. Like not not even more money, but charge them more frequently as well. Like exactly. There's two ways to do that: so attrition or just with cost. That is um, like if you presented that in a business school, that you would, they would, your professor would be like, "Get the fuck out of here! This is not a business model. You totally. can't do this. The only way to do this is in a, with an authoritarian regime, yeah. right? This is Venezuela with their oil industry. This is not how you're supposed to run a fucking business. But if you have the government telling people that they have to, and you got a ton of money, and you're paying more on lobbyists than anybody else, and you're you know contributing to more politicians than anybody else, and so. You know, a lot of these politicians just kind of look aside and be like, yeah, well, you know. Yeah. So it's, again, you know, the medical industrial complex runs the healthcare system. They're all, or the vast majority of them are either for-profit or they're non-profits that act like for-profits and they're paying their CEOs $12 million a year, right? So it's it doesn't really matter if they're for-profit or non-profit. They act the same way. Are there no, like... There, there really aren't many lobbying regulations in the U.S., to be honest. Um, but you would think in healthcare, are there laws that prevent uh, P, like primary care providers in hospitals from um, like pimping medications and shit like that? Like we have laws about what you can put in an advertisement on television and who yes. you can target and things like that. But I don't think the the hand to hand face-to-face advertisement that gets paid for by United Healthcare and others to your doctor, your primary care physician. I don't think that's very regulated, is it? I have no idea on the pharma side if, if that's that's regulated or not. I mean, it, it sure as hell should be. <laughs> right, if you're, if you're getting paid to pimp drugs that aren't benefiting you, that, that sure as hell should be. Well, it happened to, with the COVID vaccine, right? Hospitals were getting paid. To, oh, yeah, for sure. Getting paid them. more yeah. for COVID-related deaths, so, right? So, and so yeah. they put a bunch of deaths that weren't COVID-related. If they had COVID, it would be COVID-related death because yeah. they got paid Yeah, they were, they were like more. gunshot victims who had COVID, and they wrote them as to COVID down as Because you get as 10 COVID. grand yeah, for yeah. each one of them. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's 
Here's but, what they will regulate. Can you, as somebody that works in the industry, why? Why, why did they pay more to have somebody registered as a COVID death? They, they, they wanted, in essence, what they wanted to do is they wanted hospitals to focus on COVID people. Right, but when they die, the only, this is my brain, the only reason I can think of is to inflate the numbers, right? But well, what, to what end? Right? If, if, if that's the nefarious look at it, which I, I don't disagree with, by the way. But what they what their pitch was is saying, hey, hospitals, we want you to take care of covid people. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if you take care of covid people, we will give you an extra spiff. And the only way for us to measure that is by mortality. So if you have a covid person who dies, we'll give you an, an additional ten thousand dollars because it costs a lot to see that person in that last couple of days of life. So we'll give you an extra $10,000 if that happens to you. We want to take care of you hospitals. We want to make sure that you are taking care of our people, you know, and so that's how we'll do it. That's what, that's what their pitch was, but did it inflate COVID numbers? Absolutely. It did. There's not, there's absolutely no doubt. I don't think anybody on the left or the right will argue with the fact that that inflated COVID numbers. And it's nearly impossible now to go backwards mm. and figure out what the actual numbers were. I mean, there's been many studies on this, but and and you yeah, know, I mean, I've seen some crazy ones like 90. percent I don't think it was that high. Yeah, because uh, we have a lot. I've of seen old 50 people. to 70, but yeah. I mean, regardless, if it's 50, I mean, cut your COVID numbers in half, and we're looking a, a lot like a bad, bad flu season than, than you know a COVID you know pandemic. Yeah. So it's 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 craziness. I mean, there's clearly there's there's these these politicians. I love your shirt, defund mm -hmm. politicians. Like. They're in it for control. They're not in it to make our lives better. Sure, yeah. And therefore, they want to make regulations that under the kind of the precipice of we're, we're protecting you. Um, and it's clearly a, a control move, yeah. unfortunately. And we're seeing it in healthcare in, in probably the most significant way. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's health like and food as well. I would say food. food. Well, oh, right? man. Food. But it's like, um, you <laughs> we know, have another hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we talk about food here all the time. I, I'm uh I'm that that's one of the things I focus on the most. The one thing you definitely can have control over like environmental factors to some degree you can have control over, but what you choose to put in your body, that's the first line of defense, to be honest. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the food pyramid earlier in the show. We told people that fat was bad for them. Yeah. Right. And grain was good for them. Both of those things are untrue. Um, you know, grain isn't terrible for you necessarily, but, as a primary source of nutrition, it definitely is. Um, so we came out with all these products that were low fat, high sugar. Um, and then we're like, oh, sugar's not great. So we make fake sugar, which was even worse than the real sugar we were using. Yeah. Um, so now we have people, uh, I've explained this on the show before, so I don't go too far into it, but uh, lipids carry nutrients into your bloodstream. The same with the salt carries water in your muscles and bloodstream. So without fat in your diet, you are malnourished. That's just the way it fucking works, right? So now we have malnourished and obese people. We have malnourished people with diabetes. That shouldn't even be fucking possible. I know. And that is very common now in our country. Something like 40% of the country is either diabetic or in pre-diabetes right now. Yeah. And most of them are probably malnourished because they're eating uh, boxed and bagged and canned food that's not real food. It's just bullshit. Um, like, this is the least you can do. Is put good food into your body. Yeah. So of that four trillion dollars I talked about earlier, a trillion of it is spent on diabetics. Oh my God. So heart disease is what twenty percent of all something cause like deaths, that. something like that. 
uh, and but we're spending twenty five percent of our healthcare revenue on diabetes. diabetics. Yeah, well, I mean, diabetics, the probability of heart disease, sure, you know, yeah. goes up significantly. So, in essence, we're seeing cardiovascular disease go up because of the rise of of diabetes. From my mm-hmm. perspective, like constriction of veins and things like yeah. that, bad blood flow. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 all the. I mean, I think it's all the the carbs are the things mm-hmm. that are creating the plaque within your coronary <laughs> artery, which is you know taking these people out pretty pretty quick. When we're they really dumb, like we, for like it was really easy for um, for the government and marketing companies to convince people that fat made you fat. You know what I mean? I yeah. guess it makes sense. But yeah, it doesn't it, for for the for simple simple minded. It's like oh yeah, for sure that makes yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> But drinking milk doesn't make you produce milk. I mean, like if you're a woman and you're running low, like if you're uh, breastfeed your kid, you're running low, you can't just go drink a quart. You know what I mean? And turn that into uh, breast milk. That's totally. Not, it's, that's fucking retarded. I mean, I think insulin, in essence, is the canary in the coal mine. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's, in, it's, insulin. It's been a big problem. And I think that's, we can talk about this more after you explain this, but I think the effects of from fasting, intermittent fasting, and from cold plunges on insulin are probably yeah. the reason that it's helping so many people. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's totally right. But what's the what do you think is the the big problem with insulin in the U.S. right now? Well, I would look. I mean, I think that we, we eat a carb heavy diet. Um, we become insulin resistant, mm-hmm. which you know, in, in essence, means that you know your insulin isn't doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing because it's 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 become resistant to what it's it has been created to be and back in the day insulin oftentimes um when we are going through long periods of fasting and then we had a big meal um and we had meals that included carbs Mm -hmm. it actually was used to store some of that away Mm -hmm. for later when we needed it but now it's insulin all day long and so our bodies are just becoming resistant to that and so we have really really high insulin levels and those high insulin levels from my perspective and things that i've read are the things that really are attacking our our arteries and are Mm -hmm. creating the the long-term you know effects on cardiovascular disease look i'm not a doctor i read a lot about Mm -hmm. it but everything i'm reading from people who are looking at the studies are saying insulin is the primary driver here not meat um, yeah. Oh yeah, it's you know, you, you go into if you if you go into your your doctor's office, and I did this once, and uh, your 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 uh, cardiologist say that meat is inflammatory. You need to turn around and go find <laughs> another cardiologist, right? Because in reality, what is inflammatory is all the carbohydrates that we're putting into our body. Yeah, for right? sure. And I mean, the, what 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 would how would meat? I, don't, I never understood that. How would meat? Like, what, what was the scientific explanation for how apparently red meat? would cause inflammation or constrict your your blood vessels because that doesn't make any they, sense they go from red meat to high ldl cholesterol <laughs> high ldl cholesterol there is is an inflammatory when it is at too high of a level mm-hmm. and that is the the logic <laughs> path that they that they use so i and i think over and over again people have shown that actually is is not the case yeah mm. But it's it's a great thing, you know. Cows fart, high LDL, all these mm-hmm. reasons why you shouldn't be eating meat. Then yeah, we need to continue yeah. to have these, you know, vegan vegan diets, which just doesn't make any make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah, it's which we're full of all kinds of crap that people spray on these plants to kill all the bugs to keep th- them from eating the, yeah, the lettuce or whatever. I, well, e- even even forget about just vegetables in general, which are you know all all of the propaganda you hear about that. Um, they, animals are killed 
in that production as well. Don't kid yourself. Uh, all the weird shit that they spray on them, as you mentioned. Um, and then for these meat alternatives, the preparation it requires to turn them into food, like where you can actually eat it, like soy, for example, I think 63 chemicals are added uh, during the processing of, to make it tofu. What Can you name them? Like when, <clears throat> We keep having to explain what an ancestral diet is. It isn't the liver king eating raw liver all the time. Maybe that's good for you. I don't fucking care, to be honest, because right. I'm, not, I'm doing, not doing it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, but ancestral means don't eat anything that didn't exist 200 years ago. That's a pretty – like if you have any questions about your diet, the first thing you should do is go down everything in your cabinet and, and just look at everything. And did this exist 200 years ago? If it didn't, throw it in the fucking garbage because it's poison. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there might be – there might be some um, case, or some instances where that's not the case, but for the most part, it is the case. Um, now, this is all designed, I think. It's hard for me to believe that the government was that incompetent and then stayed that incompetent for so long and then continues to say this shit. The food pyramid's still out there. They've made some adjustments with fruits and vegetables and yep. shit like that, but it's still out there. And they, they just called a different name. Yeah, and they're still talking shit about red meat, Yeah, even today. So that's sick care. Like, they're trying to keep people sick. That's what I think. I, don't, I think, you know, uh, Hanlon's Razor says you don't need to imply malice where incompetence will suffice. But there is a certain level of even putting the blinders on and pretending like all this data doesn't exist that passes the line of incompetence into malicious, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, I think that's probably right. I mean, I, I think it's, it's probably a little bit more indirect than that, which is I don't know if they want, actually want people sick but they make a lot more money when mm. people are sick. So you they just don't saying? give a shit. I mean, so look, it's, it's, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil, right? Like, mm. um, I think that it's a money greed thing more than it is a, I want you as another human being to be sick, but who knows what intentions are with, with some of these people. Uh, yeah. Well, so it's definitely to keep you in the healthcare system. They want a customer for life, right? Yeah. And you you look at and I'm sure you've talked about this on your, your your pod, but like you look at the the people who are coming up with our federal guidelines from nutrition, and almost all of them on this panel have some kind of payment from big food, big food or pharma, right? So how do you put people on the nutrition, the FDA nutritional panel if mm -hmm. they're getting paid by the likes of Nabisco and PepsiCo and all these kinds of things? Like that's crazy town to me. Yeah, I mean, not just that. That's an obvious example, and then the other one is the revolving door between the FDA and the pharmaceutical yeah, industry. Totally. What the fuck, man? <laughs> How is that? Like, it, of all the thing, of all the bills that Congress could pass, um, a bill end, ending lobbying in general would be nice, but prohibiting lobbying for anybody who's been elected or worked for the government for some period of time, at least 10 or 100%. 15 years. Um, and then the, the chair of the FDA, the head of the FDA cannot become the chair of Pfizer. That cannot happen yeah. in a fucking system that makes sense. That can't happen. But that's the norm. Right. That's how it always happens. And they'll say, like, well, he knows the industry. So does the guy who's worked in the industry the whole time, right? right on the Pfizer side. Let yeah. him do that. You can't fucking do that. Man. Totally. 100%. Um, but your company's trying to, like, cut into some of this bullshit um, and give, give people 
I guess, a, a better option, right? Because I my my buddy Richard Ryan, one of the founders of Black Rifle, he's been doing this for oh, years. Cool. He he's been going. He he's never had insurance. He gets the cash price for everything. Yeah. Um, and they're always looking at him like he's crazy, like he's some like uh, fundamentalist living in the woods or something. He's like, no, it's cheaper. <laughs> it's like ten percent of the normal cost typically yeah. is what he gets. Um, but you're trying to provide something so the average working dick doesn't have to go do a million hours of research to figure this out. Right? Totally. So yeah. explain explain the product. Yeah. So um, r- real quick, I I I, uh, I was on I, I hate to say it, but I was on Obamacare. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, a few years back. And my one-year-old was having recurring ear infections, so we went to the ear, nose, and throat doc, who said, "Oh, she's got a hole in her eardrum, um, so you need to go get get it fixed." Went to get it fixed, got the bill. It was a fifteen-minute procedure. It was eight thousand dollars for fifteen minutes, right? And then I got something. Oh, you know, and I was like, "Okay, well, this is what health insurance is for. Like, this is the whole point." Got a a note from the insurance company and said, uh, "Medically unnecessary. They weren't going to pay for it." Oh yeah, yeah. So I had to stroke an eight thousand dollar check to the to the 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 doc who did this procedure, and I was pissed. I was like, "Screw this! Like, if they're not going to pay my bills, I'm not paying their bills." And so I quit. I've been uninsured now for about four years. Over the period of time, we started building tools to allow people to operate viably within our current screwed up system, mm-hmm. um, but operate viably uninsured. Um, and little did I know that eight thousand dollars, I could have negotiated that down to probably. 1500 just on your own just on my own just by telling them no yeah right say, no i'm not paying that. but i don't think people know that, that but people don't so like in in middle east culture that would be normal you would go to, even if you just go to a regular shop they, they're selling dvds or something it's like uh uh two dvds for 20 bucks you're like i'll give you 15 and they're like all right yeah well you can do right. that with healthcare too yeah people, people don't, don't know people that don't understand yeah that. yeah and so one you can negotiate your prices down significantly mm-hmm. two you can get all your meds for about 10% of what your health insurance yep. plan pays. Yep. You can go online and get your doctor's office visit for, you know, Sesame now has a doctor's office visit for 49 bucks. Mm. Like you can do this all is telehealth, these, right? Telehealth. Yeah. You can do all these things that are wickedly inexpensive. And, right? and these, it allows these doctors to operate without significant overhead as well. Right. right? Exactly. So the doctors are still making good money. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're getting, getting paid in cash. They don't have to employ a bunch of different people. They can do it out of their house if they want. Right. 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 So then the question is like, okay, what, what about the big ones? Mm. What about cancer? What about a motorcycle accident? What about a NICU baby? All those mm. types of things. So what we've done is we've created this group of people, 6,000 people to date have signed up with us who have raised their hand and said, hey, if somebody else in our community needs help with something, I'll help out, right? So I will commit up to 125 bucks a person per month to mm. help out somebody, right? So if you go and you know get in a... a a motorcycle accident, right? And it's fifty thousand dollars. Then I'll go to you know five thousand or five hundred people and ask them for a hundred dollars. I think that math is right. Mm. Uh, you know, five hundred people to ask them for a hundred bucks. They'll send a. You have a little, uh, basically a Venmo account with us. It's not a Venmo account, but it's like that. So you get five hundred people sending you a hundred dollars, so that you now have fifty thousand mm. dollars in that Venmo account to then now go and pay your bill, but you pay it in cash. So you're getting significantly better prices than anybody else can get. So is it set up as a like a 501c3 then? Is it's that not. considered a charitable contribution, or how does that work for the for the individual who's giving money to people? It's peer to peer. It's just to, it's, it's just for the feels. It's it's like if you have a Venmo account and I have mm-hmm. a Venmo account, I can Venmo you a hundred dollars right now. Mm-hmm. And if a bunch of people did that, you'd now have enough money in your Venmo account to go and pay for it. 
but it's not we have a, a little health wallet we call it a health mm. wallet in our app that acts the exact same way right so we got six thousand people we've helped people with like NICU babies we've had six cancer cases we've had motorcycle accidents brain hemorrhages uh brain surgeries heart surgeries um we had a seventy thousand dollar spine surgery you know where a guy got really screwed up uh a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. so small bills and large bills you can get funded this way but the key component here is you're paying in cash right, right? and so, if you, i mean the if cost I enable you to pay in cash the cost mm -hmm. is significantly less like I said earlier, we're getting 50% better pricing for our members than the large, the seventh largest company in the planet, United Healthcare, right? So that's the the key to this is if you can pay in cash, you can get significantly better prices. Yeah, um, certainly. I mean, so I'm looking at, at your website. One of the case studies is a guy from Dallas, um, gal from Dallas, probably. Maybe a guy. It doesn't say. Member from Dallas is yeah. what it says. Um, doesn't say what the procedure is. So His me. Was it? Yeah. Uh, I don't. Is that what it was? I don't I know. Think I don't so. see it on here. But oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think it's. Oh no, it's cervical cancer. Yeah, you're oh, right. Cervical cancer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And needed a hysterectomy. Yeah. Um, negotiated. Crowd helped helped her negotiate the cost down from forty eight thousand dollars. Yeah. To ninety one ninety. Yeah. So twenty percent <laughs> of what the original cost yeah. would have been, um, and then one hundred forty two members. Uh, funded her procedure mm -hmm. uh, for 65 bucks per member, basically. Yeah. Um, so we went out and asked 142 people to give this woman 65 bucks. She got that all on her account, mm -hmm. and then she paid the hospital directly for that procedure on the day of the procedure, and that's why she got that good of a price. So one of the things I tell people on this show a lot is – if you want to stop the spread of government and and make it smaller and more manageable, the the easiest way to do that <clears throat> is to solve problems before the government gets there. Because when the government shows up, if nobody's got their hand out, they don't have any power there right. anymore. Um, and one of the ways to do that is to solve problems for other people. So you're providing people the opportunity, and uh, not just the opportunity, but the technology to pull people off of the government tit basically exactly. right and out of this fucked up nefarious predatory industry yeah um and that's I, a, I think that's a pretty novel idea it's 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 bringing back community mm. right i mean i think back in the 1970s again you know if somebody came and, and lived next to us we'd bring them a thing of cookies and said welcome to the neighborhood now we kind of hardly even know what you know what is the number thing we one thing we want to know is how much did they the person sell their house for because it's you know an indicator of how much my house is worth but i think that's a product of the government and health insurance plans in this case getting in between us and our neighbors so that we don't feel any responsibility for you know the people next to us mm -hmm. the people in our community yeah right and so you know in essence what we're trying to do is build a community of people who are like hey i'm, I'm willing to help other people mm -hmm. and by the way these people are the bmi is about four to five points below the national average their average age is 34. our number one crowdfunding request which is 40 percent of our requests are pregnancies mm. Uh, thirty percent is active injuries, which means that these are people out doing stuff that get hurt. They fall mm. off their mountain bike or whatever. And so, if I came to you and I said, "Hey, um, you know, you have to spend a thousand dollars with United Healthcare this month. Go send a, a check to United Healthcare." You're like, mm. "Man, that sucks." Or I come to you and I say, "Hey, 
you need to send some money or will you send some money to somebody who just had a baby or mm-hmm. fell off their mind <clears throat> or tore their ACL playing basketball. Yeah. Like that to me, I'm like, sure, man, I'll help that because yeah. you know, that person's doing what they're, they need to be doing. And I'm not subsidizing, you know, all these other people who are taking crappy care of themselves and, you know, e- eating the box yeah. bagged crap out of the middle of the, 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 the uh, grocery store. You know, most of our people are, keto carnivore high you know high animal fat high protein type of of people they're primarily libertarian leaning type folks so the people that we've been attracted that have been attracted to us are ones who want to rid themselves of government intervention in their health care and they just happen to be <laughs> more fit a little younger a little bit more male mm-hmm. uh, versus versus female um, and a lot of young families, right? Yeah. Which is like, man, I want to be a part of that tribe. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's the reason that I think people get insurance is because they're worried that they're not going to be able to cover the expense. Yeah. When the time it's comes. Fud. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it, that really is just what it is. So if there's another option where, you know, you, hey, we, we didn't have health insurance wasn't a thing until the 80s, really. Right. Yeah. It was codified in this, the early 70s. Yeah. Yeah. But people en masse, they didn't use that yeah, shit yeah, until totally. the 80s. Yeah. Um, and we just depended on our families or whatever to help out when those situations arose. Um, and as soon as health insurance became common in the late 80s and early 90s, uh, bankruptcies from them or from health care expenses started yeah. to go up. So we know that the industry is not set up to help people. This one is. Right. I like it. That's why we had you on the show, because I, I enjoyed this. This is um, <clears throat> the kind of business and technology that aligns with not just my political philosophy, but my life philosophy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it give, you're giving people the opportunity to help other people. You're giving people that need help the opportunity to get that help without the government getting involved in it. So I don't think there's not a better kind of business, in my opinion. 200,000 people last year, 200,000 mm-hmm. families last year who had health insurance went bankrupt due to a health event. So you had health insurance, you still went bankrupt, right? It's like, it's it, the system is totally screwed up. There are zero people that have gone bankrupt on crowd health over the last yeah. years, yeah. right? I think there's something like 70 or 80 million people who have health debt on their credit card. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, and so, I mean, that's why we've set this this thing up is, you know, I've been in my story. I just told you, right? Like, I've been fortunate. I can pay an eight thousand dollar bill. The vast majority of Americans don't have eight grand sitting around. So when their health plan says no, they're not going to pay for it. Mm. They can figure out a way to pay for it. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, look. That's then you pay eighteen and a half percent interest on on your credit card. The credit on yeah. the on the the medical debt that you couldn't afford in the fucking first place. Yeah. Right. So we're just compounding it. Again, it's it's a bust out. This is the mob. This yeah. is how the mafia operates. Um look, this has been revealing great show. Tell everybody where they can find you and find your products before we get out of here. Yeah, joincrowdhealth.com uh is our website. You can follow us on Twitter, join Crowd Health, Instagram, join Crowd Health. Uh, we'd love for you to join us. We get we get pretty sassy. I think you know. Again, the reason why I wanted to be on your show is I mm. feel like your your audience is very much aligned with oh, yeah. with our philosophy, and so I'd love for y'all to consider, you know, coming over and joining us. Man, don't go get an Obamacare plan. I mean, mm. these things are just propping up a government, you know, 
cartel as we talked about give us a give us a shot we've done a great job with people you can check out our reviews they were awesome yeah um so come yeah we can we'll, we'll do that i mean i'll, I'll talk to ross about it because i think we spend something like 3500 bucks a month on health insurance for our employees mm-hmm. seems like a lot considering none of them ever go to the doctor unless they're having a fucking baby right you know what i mean that's the only time yeah. they go uh, but yeah we'll definitely look into that thank Would you for it. coming today man i appreciate it thanks for having me yeah for sure anytime and uh thank you all for listening this has been citizen Boom. Clap. Done. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Great. Good great. Stuff. Thank you for coming. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.